You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. You will notice here in Second Second Corinthians four three and four that a key word in the verses is gospel. Gospel is mentioned two times, two being the number of testimony, as well as the number of witness. When it comes to the gospel, true Christians should have a testimony. Should be legitimate when it comes to their witness. The gospel literally means a good message. A good message. Good in one sense means beneficial or helpful. If I'm hearing the gospel in church, it should be good for me. Should be beneficial. Should make my life better. Should be able to turn what's bad in my life to good if it's legitimate gospel because the gospel that we heard did in fact or in truth change our lives for the better how many witnesses by a show of hands because the gospel we heard is yes the literal meaning good message But the gospel, from a theological standpoint, also is the word written as well as revealed that comes from the Holy Scriptures or the Bible. When you hear a word, especially an anointed word from or based upon the Bible, that's gospel. And of course, we especially consider the gospel from a biblical standpoint, the message in reference to Redemption and salvation that comes through Jesus Christ. It was the gospel of Jesus Christ that changed our life for the better. Somebody said to you, or you heard in church or somewhere else, that Jesus so loved you 
that he died in order for you to have salvation. He wanted you to be delivered from your sin. He wanted to start protecting you from things that would hurt, harm, or kill you. And he wanted you to prosper. That's salvation. That's what Christ does in redeeming people. And we know it's evident that he does that because when we look at our lives, we know that Jesus is real. And the gospel is real. You can't tell me no different. I know Jesus saved me. And if you try to tell me different, uh, uh, it it would be Jesus that would keep me from fighting you. I know he saved me. I know he changed my life for the better. I know what I was wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up in. Woo! I said, I know what I was wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up in. Can I go further? I know what I tried to get myself out of and couldn't. It took some redemption from somebody that had power to pull me out of what I was tangled up in. Am I talking about you? I know he's real. And and see, you have to know for yourself that the gospel is that which changes life for the better. Am I right? And and the gospel is something you shouldn't be ashamed of. You should you should shout about it in your house, on your job, or wherever you go. If a little door of opportunity opens up for you to share your testimony about redemption, you should let folks know how Jesus saved you, how he turned your life completely around. I like what Paul said. Let me read it to you. Let's go to uh, Romans 1 and 16 and just hear how Paul said it when it came to the gospel. Romans 1 and uh, 16. Y'all stay with me. Paul said, for I am not ashamed, I'm not embarrassed of the gospel of Christ. Why, Paul? For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. For the Jew first and also for the Greek. And the Greek represents the Greek literally, but also from a figurative standpoint, it represents the Gentiles. The gospel was first preached to Israel or the Jews. But because God sent Jesus to die for the world, it didn't stop with the Jews. It went on to the Gentiles. And of course, we know Gentiles are people that are not Jewish. But Paul said, I'm not ashamed of it. Why? Because it's the power of God unto what? Salvation. How many took some power to bring you out of your mess? And and you may not have have been in mess like I was in mess, but it was something messy about you. Yeah, I hear pastor talking about he was drinking, smoking. I went into that. I went into all that mess. But you had your own little mess. 
Maybe you didn't get real dirty in your mess, but you had some mess. Maybe you had that little neat, nice mess, but you had some mess. How can you say that, Pastor? Because the Bible tells us that, that all of us were born into sin. And get this, sin shapes you. That's the reason the psalmist went on to say, and shape in iniquity. See, when you are in the sin, then sin starts to shape you. Sin, sin makes the decision to make you into what it desires you to be. Yeah, I'm going to cause him to like to do this right here. I, I, I'm, I'm going to cause her to do this right here when she get by herself. She's going to be miss nice and, and neat and, and, and clean when she in public. But when she get by herself, I'm going to have her being this little nasty, dirty little girl. Woo! Some of us used to have some secrets. Woo! We had some secrets. We did some stuff that was so low down. We don't want anybody to know that part of our past. That's the reason you'll tell folks your past, but you'll only go so far. I did such and such and such. And come on, tell me some more. No, that's it. That's it right there. Say to your neighbor, it took some power to bring me out of my mess. Yeah, you know you couldn't quit smoking them packs of cigarettes. You were smoking four and five packs a day. You know you had to have some help. You just you, you used to love staring at folk. You had a you had a demon of staring. You stared at folk so much until God delivered you. And I can go on and on and on because all of us had certain vices. I mean, we can't point the finger at nobody. We, we were messed up. Yeah, you brag about how you, I have never drunk anything. Yeah, but it's something. It's something. But you cannot be ashamed of letting folk know that God redeemed you. He brought you out of what you couldn't bring yourself out of. I thank him for it. And, and, and see, that, that's the reason when, when you're really Christian, really saved, you have a personal relationship with Jesus. See, ain't nobody got to beg you to come to church. Why? You, you have a personal relationship with God and you're going to come and hear what he has to say to you. When folk get to talking about, well, you just got lucky. I didn't get no lucky. I know God bless me. This ain't no luck. Why? Because you got a personal relationship with Jesus. You have your own redemptive story. You listen to other folks' testimony, but you got your own story to take. And let somebody mess around and get you wound up. You, you get this, you get the sharing your, your story. You get the telling folk what, what you, how far you done came. Am I talking about you? You always been a nice girl. When they said, Hey, wait, 
Don't act like I didn't need redeeming. I know you looked at me as a nice girl, but God saved me because I was such and such and such and such and such and such. And folk Mount Wild, I didn't know you was in the... But he redeemed us, get this, with his blood. The blood of Jesus is what calls our redemption. Except for the shedding of blood, there is no remission or removal of sin. And see, the blood couldn't be tainted. Couldn't be unclean blood. The blood had to be pure. Because it took clean blood in order to get rid of our dirtiness. To get rid of our mess. You can't clean dirt with dirt. He had to be spotless. Sinless had to be a lamb that was right from the start. And that's the reason we, we give all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise to Jesus. That's the reason we tell for if it hadn't been for Jesus shedding his blood, I would still be in my mess. Away with folks that say there is no power in the name of Jesus. We know there is power in the name of Jesus because it was that name that we call on that saved us. And then we turn around and call on that name some more and he filled us with the precious gift of the Holy Spirit. Am I talking right? And so the gospel is personal to us. And, and, and notice in the text, the gospel was personal to Paul and the church. They were united in, in the gospel being personal to them. Because notice he says, if our gospel be hid. See, the good message of whatever God decrees has to become a part of your makeup for you to be able to say it's our gospel. Let me break it down a little more. That's all right. See, some folk, they come to church and, and, and they listen, but the message does not become their gospel because they don't allow the good message to become a part of their thinking, their words, and their deeds. But when the good message becomes your gospel, when it becomes your rainbow, that's when you come hungry and you sit. And, and, and while the word is coming forth, you, you are allowing it to get in your mind. And, and even while the preacher is up teaching or proclamating the word, 
It's becoming a part of your words. You're thinking it, and, and then when you hear something that, that you know ain't nothing but right, ain't nothing but pure truth, you have to say amen. Why? Because it's becoming a part of you. Then when you leave here, you start walking in what you done heard. Why? Because it's your gospel. You don't just tell for the pastor preached a good message today. No, you tell for, I got my rainbow today. Woo! I got my rainbow today. They ask you, how was church today? I got my rainbow. I got my rainbow. Woo, he sent my word, and I'm telling you, it was right on time. The message has to become a part of your makeup. See, see, because it, it's too many folk that come to church just to come. I'm going to go over there and see what Walker got to say. See, they, they, they come in to, to see if I'm going to holler. If I'm going to wrap back and grab my hair. Now, I can do that. Now, I choose not to do that that often. But don't ever think. Am I smiling? Don't ever think that. That if that's what the Lord lead me to do, I just feel like doing it. I can't do it. However... My primary thing is to make sure you leave here with knowledge and understanding. I want you to leave here. Hold your clap. I want you to leave here saying, I got my rank. I got what God gave me. I don't want you to ever leave here thinking I stole somebody's message. I went to the bookstore and got a sermon. I want you to know that the anointing of God was upon it. And when God gave it to me, he had you in mind. He had you in mind either to encourage you, you're holding on, or to give you a little whipping. Because sometimes the gospel will come to straighten you up or to straighten you out. Am I right? Has it ever stepped on your toes? You ought to thank God that he care enough about you to straighten you out. To put you in your place. Sometimes the gospel will, will come forth in order to encourage you not to think it strange because you're going through trials. Sometimes the gospel will come forth to cause you to leap for joy because God had dropped in your spirit that your time for blessings, miracles, and so forth are at hand. But however he decides to send the gospel, it needs to become a part of your thought, your words, and your deeds. Am I still talking truth? He calls it our gospel. And I love it. The one thing I want to get every week is a ring. I said the one thing I want to get every week is a rain. Every time I come to the house of God, I'm looking for a rain.
I'm looking for what God wants me to have. Because he's already taught me that's how he's going to let me know it. At least in one way. Amos 3 and 7. Surely the Lord God will do. Unless he reveal his secret. Secret equates the gospel or is synonymous with the gospel. Except he reveal his secrets to his servants, the prophets. And then when the prophet brings it forth, Second Chronicles 20 and 20 says, Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. And so he sends forth the good message of the gospel. Man, and the gospel is so powerful. It's just like what Paul said in Romans 1 and 16. It's so powerful to where when bad news tries to consume your mind, the gospel will drive it out if you believe it. I said if you believe it for it is the power of God unto salvation to those that believe see if if you're having bad thoughts all you need to do is hear some gospel and the gospel will drive out those bad thoughts you ain't got to pay no $250 to, to sit in front of a psychiatrist oh no you can just come to church Open up God's word and just listen to the gospel. And everything God speaks to you to do, start doing it on a daily basis and watch him deliver you. Again, for it is the power of God unto what? Salvation. To everyone that believes. I'm telling you, I used to, I used to stay depressed. You hear me? I used to stay depressed. I I used to get depressed just to get depressed. (laughs) Things can be going good. I'd be like, oh man, I know something bad going to happen because it's going too good. Man, I was messed up. Oh, I ain't the only one. Some of y'all in here, you you were like that or worse. I'm going to tell you something. When you allow God's word to saturate your being, it'll completely change you. Man, I'm to the point to where all that can be going wrong can be taking place. But I still got a peace. And and that ain't because of who I am. It's because of the promise that God made in his word. He said his peace surpasses all understanding and get this and it will guard your heart and your minds it'll protect your heart and your mind that's how powerful it is and so the gospel is very significant and essential when it comes to Christians I mean, understand that. But, but in the midst of talking in reference to the power of the gospel and contextually in reference to Paul talking about how the gospel is personal, 
Notice what he goes on to say here in 2 Corinthians 4 and 3. He said that, that the gospel or their gospel at the time was hid from certain folks. Solomon revealed in Ecclesiastes there's nothing new under the sun. Same thing is happening in our day. We are happy about our gospel, but, but the gospel is, is hid or veiled to some. It's amazing how it, it's even hid to some folks that hear it. It is some folks that hear that Jesus came that they may have life and have it more abundantly, but it does not motivate them in any way. There are people that hear Romans 8 and 28. Who love God and God, God untold them in that verse. Look, it's going to work out. They're going through all kinds of stuff. And the promise in the verses is going to work out for your good. But it does not motivate them to the point to where they embrace it. As if what was said was not said. Or what was promised is not really a promise. See, when, when, when something is hid, it is, in one sense, it, it's as if it's evident or right before you, but you still don't get it. You still don't see it. God going to bless you, brother. Don't you see how he brought you out of this and he brought you out of that and he brought you out of that? And, and, the, and, the, and the person you be talking to say, well, yeah, but I don't know. Brother, come on now. You know Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. I hear you, Pastor, but I don't know. That's what it means when the gospel is hid. God speaks a word that, that you're going through this on your job. But I'm getting ready to manifest better on your job. So just keep praying and holding on. And, and you, you hear it, but you be like, I don't know what I'm going to do about them folk on the job. You didn't hear the good news? Who you think he was? And see, some folk, that, that word can come forth, but they act as if it's for somebody else or act as if what God's preacher is saying under the anointing is not for them. It's hid. It's hid from them. So God is really blessing you. Oh, he blessing you. He blessing me. And, and, and don't think what, what I'm saying 
there is not evident in Scripture. Now, I'm not going to the book of Judges, but in the book of Judges, Gideon was approached by a messenger, an angel of God, while he was hiding behind the wine press, fearful of the Midianites. And so the angel shows up and, and, and says to Gideon, Hey, mighty man of valor, God is with you. Talking gospel to him. And, and he'll, go, he'll go Gideon say, If the Lord is with me, why all this stuff happened? If he with me, why all this happened? And see, the thing is, he, he, it was hid because he had allowed himself, you holding on, to become blinded by his circumstances. And Paul goes on to say, if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled or hidden to those that are perishing. perish. Now understand this. When a person is perishing, it indicates in one sense that the person is being opposed from something internally and externally. Because sometimes it's evident that People or things outside of you are against you. But depending on your mindset, it can be internally and you can be fighting yourself. Killing your own blessings. Knowing you need to lay certain things aside. Knowing you need to let certain things go. But you won't let them go. And so you're hurting your own self and and, and some of us are known for hurting our own self especially when it comes to our mouth I'm going to go up there but I probably ain't going to get it look you done killed it ain't no need in going 50 miles because you done already killed it why Proverbs 18 and 21. Death and are in the power of the tongue. And he who loves or uses it shall eat his fruit. And so when you're perishing, it can, it can be because of what's going on externally or what's going on internally. And some of us have the testimony that, that we have been guilty in times past of fighting ourselves. God trying to bring you out and the devil doesn't even have to interfere because you're fighting your own self. Because you have low self-esteem. But let me tell you something. If you are a blood-washed child of God, you should not be thinking low about yourself. 
the Bible, when it talks about you, it brags on you, child of God. Whoo, I'm going to tell you one thing the Bible says about you, and I'm going to preach on it a little bit, and I hope it's going to make you happy. The Bible says about you, child of God, that you are more than a conqueror. Whoo, look at somebody and tell them, I don't know what you're going through right now. And if it's a man of God, say man of God. Woman of God, say woman of God. Let's back up and do it again. I don't know what you're going through. Go ahead and say it. But God has given you power to come out of whatever it is. God has given you power to put that thing up under your foot. Why? Because you're more than a conqueror through him that loves you. You can defeat every enemy that comes your way. Why? Because no weapon that is formed. The weapon may be formed, but it's not going to prosper. You have the power to put to flight what's been wrestling against your mind. You have the power to put to flight what's been attacking your body, what's been attacking this, that, and the other in your life. But you have to stop opposing yourself and recognize that with Christ you can do what it takes. Come here, Philippians 4 and 13. I can do what all things through say to your neighbor you can do it you can overcome that thing stop acting like a wimp stop being your own pushover get some pep in your step get some good up and get up and go about yourself you are better than how you've been acting you are more than what you've been talking you are a conqueror child of God that trouble you're going through you're well able to co- come through and have a bona fide testimony when you come out Go ahead and declare it right now. I'm going to have a testimony when I come out of this. Matter of fact, tell somebody, I'm going to have a testimony while I'm in it and when I come out of it. Now give God the praise for being more than a conqueror. Back in the text. If our gospel be veiled, it is hidden to those who are perishing. Then he goes on to say in verse 4, whom the God of this age has blinded. We, we, we just can't define the God of this age as being the devil. No, we, we got to get more specific when it comes to the God of this age. See, understand this. The enemy knows that God has specific seasons or periods when he does certain things. And so the enemy having that knowledge 
will decree the antithesis of what God is saying. He'll speak the opposite. And then what he'll do as the God of this age, he, he will use what he is speaking to the point to where it becomes so powerful that it causes even children of God not to notice what God would have them to see. God says better is here and better is coming. But the God of the age says Oh, I see what he's doing in this season. I've got to put blinders on Minister Jackson. I've got to put blinders on Senior Minister Mullins. I've got to blind them so they'll think more about worse than better. But in order for me to carry out my plan, I've got to go and get permission from God. See, the enemy has a plan, but, but he know God is so powerful that he can't even carry out his plan without going to get permission from God. He wanted to do something to Job, but guess who had to get the permission? And so, get this. He'll get permission to try to keep children of God from seeing what God is doing and stay focused on what the enemy has planted in their mind. And you have folk that are in the sanctuary this morning. You focus more on bad than better. Why? One reason is because the God of this age has blinded you. He's blinded you. Cause you to think, cause you to think more on what He is speaking than what God is speaking. Or even when it comes to what God is doing, He'll have you speaking against what God is doing. Why? Because he understands the age, time, or season that is taking place. See, see, the wonderful thing about Job, when, when the enemy attacked him based upon the time, it is that Job, he was determined, I'm going to keep going first no matter what. If it get rough, God first. If it get better, God first. I'm just going to keep God first. And see, when he kept God first, kept doing what God was revealing, the enemy couldn't touch him in the manner that he desired. The enemy bragged to God about what he was going to do and how it was going to turn out. But it never turned out the way the enemy said it would turn out. The reason be, Job kept God first. Are you hearing me? The only way 
based upon that, that you are not going to be blinded by the God of this age. God got to be number one. You got to keep God first because the enemy is determined to get you out of the will of the Lord. How many understand? If they're perishing, it's because the God of this age has blinded them. And I've given you examples. But we need to look at ourselves. Did the enemy put blinders on you to the point to where he had you talking what you shouldn't have been talking? Thinking what you shouldn't have been thinking? See, when you really know God, you know God will allow bad to happen and then turn around and cause you to receive the greatest blessing you have received in your life. That's how God does things. God, God will allow, God will allow a situation to arise to where it looks like you can't get out of it. Only to turn around and do something simple and bring you out. That's the reason we tell folk in true can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like our God. Am I talking right? But look what he goes on to say. If it's hidden, it's hidden to those that have been blinded by the God of this age. But then let me read this again because this, this is very powerful as I close it. Listen to this. Ready? He done blinded them who do not, notice, believe. They don't have faith. You remember Jesus as his disciples on one occasion? Uh, why is it you don't have no faith? And, 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 but the Bible says to every man is given what? Of what? But see, sometimes folk are children of God will be given the God kind of faith through the word. Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing. and hearing the what? Sometimes God can give you the God kind of faith through the word, but you will act like you didn't hear the word. And when he asked his disciples, how did you have no faith? He wasn't talking in the sense of they didn't have no literal faith. But the word that he had been given them, they were not walking in what they had been given. And see, sometimes saints of God do that. And so instead of them prospering or being rewarded, when you look at their life, it's as if they're perishing or declining because they have been given the God kind of faith. But they will not walk in the God kind of faith. How I many understand there's a difference? So then faith comes by and hearing the word of that's the God kind of faith. But then the book of Romans tells us every person has been given the measure of faith. It's a distinction. But notice 
they have been blinded again by the God of this age. And they are blinded first because they do not believe or won't put into action their faith. Notice this. Less the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God should shine on them. They won't believe. Therefore, even though the word come forth, they don't see it. They still are walking in darkness. But if they believe, then the word will shine so they won't have to walk in darkness. Bottom line, they will not allow the revelation of God to get in their being. Will not allow what God is saying to get in their mind, their words, and their deeds. So they can shine. Let me show you something. That's going to make it a little bit more clearer. Go with me to Psalm 119. Psalm 119, 105. You there? Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I don't know what I'm going to do. You ain't letting it shine, baby. Let it shine. Wonder what I, should I do that or should I do that? Baby, it, let it shine. Now see that light? Walk in it now. Walk in it. See, God is not the author of confusion. Too much you don't know what you're going to do. The word, when the word comes forth, there it is. There go that light. Man, they trying, they putting pressure on me, saying I need to do this, that, and another. I, I'm just trying to figure out what I really need to do. You, you ain't got to be doing all that. that it's bigger than you. That, 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 that's above you. Certain things, you, you don't need to be trying to use your mind to try to decide. Why don't you let the omniscient one give you some direction? Your word is what? A lamp unto my feet. And a Unto my path. It's your word that's going to shine. And when it shine, Lord, I'm going to dance down the path. When it shine, Lord, I'm going to turn in victory. All I got to do is follow that word. All I got to do is walk in your word. Now go back to uh, Second Corinthians. I'm, gonna clo- I'm closing. Y'all got it by now, right? Okay, good. Lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should what? See, you have to allow the good message to shine. Because if not, you'll stay depressed. Man, if, you, if your focus is only on your circumstances, you ain't going to be happy. 
you ain't going to be happy. And, and, and if you think your trouble is bigger than God's word, you ain't going to be happy. How many know how big God's word is? I mean, you really know according to scripture. I'm going I'm to tell you how big God's word is. And I know y'all put your hand up, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Y'all don't mind, do you? Okay, I'm just going to use one scripture to tell you how big it is. Matthew 24 and 35. Matter of fact, let's read it. So I, don't, I, want, I was going to quote it because I'm rolling, but I want y'all to see it. This is my last scripture. I'm closing with this because we need to know how big God's word is. Matthew 24 and 35. Y'all better hold on, boy. This, this, this thing right here is so powerful. Good God. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away. Now, now let me explain what that means right there. Things in the world change. Things change. Just like you can be terrified you're going to lose your job. Guess what? Jobs change. And, and sometimes jobs change and it's a good change. Lord, we've been friends for years and, and he, he done got mad. I don't get we're going to be friends. Well, friends change. Things change. Now, notice what he said. Heaven and earth shall what? Pass. Now, when he was talking about the heaven, he was specifically talking about the first heaven. Not the abode of God. The first heaven. The clouds. Look how pretty it is. But let's go back. What? Let me, I can't think. But y'all remember when it rained a couple weeks ago. Maybe three. Right? You didn't see this? But guess what? Guess what gonna happen? A change gonna happen on earth. How many had a birthday last year? But you done had one this year. And some of you ain't had a birthday, but you, but it's coming up. Guess what? You gonna go through it. Stuff change. I mean, it's obvious things change. Even when somebody thinks they, they got a little authority. Hey, you ain't going to be able to get this. I, I can't, I can't, I don't even have enough fingers and toes to tell you stuff I have, folks say I never would have. I can take you to a lot of houses that I own as well as my uh, personal home and show you things that folks said I never would have. And guess what? Some of you can do the same thing. You know, they said I never would have this, but this is what God blessed me with. And, and, then, and then get this. Sometimes we we said such and such and such and such. That even changed. Heaven and earth shall. But then look what he said. 
Lord have mercy. Some of y'all still ain't happy. I can't stay with you all day. I'm just being honest. I can't stay with you all day. I don't care you enough where you ought to be turning in victory. But, but look at this. He said, but my words will by no means pass away or change. L- listen to me. See, you got to understand how powerful Jesus is. Jesus just didn't give words when it comes to what is written. Jesus is still revealing stuff now. There's no way in a season of battle, if you do what God is telling you, you ain't going to get battle. I don't care how jacked up your credit is. If God tell you today, go look for a house, I'm going to bless you. If you, you well, Lord, shut up with the excuses. Go look. I'm going to bless you. Man, if God tell you something, number one is going to be based upon his word. See, God ain't going to tell you no dumb stuff. Go get a bottle of that spring water. You're going to prosper. That's just somebody trying to make money. But if God tells you, go get that house that I've been telling you about, that you've been asking me about, that ain't no Bible. Well, yes, it is. Jesus himself said, there is no man or woman that has given up houses, land, brothers, and sisters that shall not in this time receive. Get this, houses, lands, brethren, sisters, wealth, persecution. It may be a fight, but you're going to get it. You may go through some trouble, but you're going to get it. Why? I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundant. Whatever he tell you, it ain't going to fail. I better stop. I'm getting happy up here. Let's give God a big hand of praise. Good. God Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.